What's up, guys? Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles. I'm Ronnie. I'm Chaz. And we are here to cover episode 21, season 1. This one is really, I found, it's both called Crushing Blow and Iron Hammer. Which one did you, did you have I had it? Crushing Blow, yeah. Yeah, when I looked it up, it also said Iron Hammer. Both pretty cool names. The, uh, the 57th Exterior Scouting Mission Part 5. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna come out and say it right now. Wow. This is my favorite episode so far of season one. This one, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm not. I'm not mad at that. I don't know if I can make that bold claim because so some far, good stuff. I mean, there's still a few left. You never know. But this one's got a lot of good stuff, and boy, am I eager to get into some of this. Aaron as a Titan, just butt kicking. Wink, wink. Not really. So let's <laughs> jump on in. So I don't know. If this was like this for you, but on Hulu, <laughs> the recap between the recap and the theme song, it takes a good four minutes and fifty-five seconds to get into this episode. It was. I, I noticed that right at the five-minute mark is when <laughs> I started taking notes, which is pretty crazy. I mean, I'm not complaining at all because they did have a lot to recap, and this was a good time to do like a big recap, kind of like they did. But it was funny coming from last episode. You have five minutes to get into it. We pick up back in the middle of the forest, Erwin and Hans discussing the way the female Titan escaped. Uh, Erwin believes, just like the Colossal Titan, she used ODM gear to flee in the steam. Yep. And Hanji brings up the fact that Aaron's gear was destroyed, and he had no stamina left after his transformation. This is where I would like to give you a chance to apologize, Chad. What am I apologizing about? Hanji... Brings up the fact that when Aaron exited from his Titan form, that even his combat uniform was gone. Now, flashback to when we were covering those episodes, and Ronnie, yours truly, brought Ronnie. that up, and you went on to call me, and I quote, a nitpicky bitch. Whoa! <laughs> I don't think we have evidence of that. You don't remember that? I don't remember that. I, w- I would never call you such a thing. Well, um, I actually, I would definitely call you that, but I don't remember that. Listeners, that would be really something if someone went back and and uh, just proved that fact. Or if you remember, send us some feedback, thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. It happened. I would love to be good at editing enough uh, with this podcast thing to insert the uh, clip here. Oh, uh, well, you could, but uh, wait, you're just wait, I'm lazy. So, well, I'm setting something up. The the clip here. Lazy. You can uh, call me a bitchy nitpicker here, and I wouldn't blame you. But for some reason at this point in the episode, I was just now noticing that while they're at the top of the wall, Aaron's soldier uniform is gone. He's just wearing like a a light green tunic. Where Where do you think that went? That just disappears when uh he he becomes a titan and he just it is left of this i believe that he was cold or something and and mikasa just gave him some clothing <laughs> okay all right <laughs> that's that's my thoughts on that i feel like anytime something happens to aaron mikasa's like here just take this and just gives him something random yeah it's just random because like he got swallowed in his uniform and then this is the next time we see him he's just walking around in this link green tunic maybe it was all slimy or something who knows um but i think you're a little nitpicky bitch on that situation 
but I probably uh, won't be able to figure that out in a timely manner. Um, so we'll just see what happens there. So you're telling me Hanji saw him nude? No, he he had clothes underneath his uh, oh, okay. combat uniform. Oh, you're gonna so nitpicky! Wow, this is so this is so uh, like you, big strong man, just calling Hanji hot all the time. But well, when she, she when she when she comes, it's the glasses. When she comes at you with some actual information and it doesn't go the way you thought it went, you're just gonna start calling BS on her just because her and I were on the same page. Fine. If you want to be in that lane, Chaz, go for it. Well, I wasn't calling BS on her. I was calling BS on you. Speaking of bitches, Erwin claims that using wow, Aaron a as a... Well, you you are wired up this evening. I was going for something there. Speaking of bitches, Erwin claims that using Aaron as a basis for their assumptions on how these other human titans is not a good idea because Aaron is... A bitch. Well, he called him a complete novice, but if you want to go that route, whatever. Look up synonyms for complete novice. Are you trying to tell me that bitch wouldn't be in there? They wouldn't. It would be more like uh, noob, I feel like. Noob, uh, lucky. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through this episode (laughs) the way your attitude is right now. Fine. He doesn't say that he's a bitch, but he does say it is because he's a beginner. And remember at this point... Aaron has only turned into a Titan 2.66 times. <laughs> <laughs> and all he knows about this whole Titan form is that he does indeed have to bite himself. Very hard. We uh, we cut over to John, who John. is wondering if the person inside the Titan was captured. Real shocking here, Armin is figuring things out. I just imagine Armin's brain. Beep, bop, beep, 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 beep. That's the first good thing you've done this podcast. <laughs> he decides that it was Aaron's transformation into a Titan that stopped the attack on Trost midway and that the person inside the Titan is someone who witnessed his Titan form. Armin is just... This is like <sighs> thinking a month and a half back. Well, I mean... What's crazy to me, too, is it makes so much sense, and I would have never thought of that. No. I mean, it does. Like, if you think about it, you're like, oh, yeah, that was weird how everything kind of just stopped. Like, I mean, they hadn't necessarily just won the day, and everything just kind of chilled out. So what, at this point, what do you think, why would they just chill out? Obviously, because... Well, think about what Armin knows. Armin knows that this Titan's obviously looking for Aaron because, you know, she checked the hood and then just ran by him. And he's putting two to two together and knows that, you know, things were looking real bad in Trost until Aaron came, helped out a little bit. But at the same time, he knew that the Colossal Titan and the Armored Titan were still mm-hmm. a thing and they just didn't come back. And it just stayed like that. So I think he's just putting two and two together. He's putting two and two together, and he's kind of thinking, oh, maybe their plan all along was to find Aaron? Or, I mean, what is he thinking here? I think he, I mean, I think he knows exactly what's up, which is, man, it sure seemed like they were just trying to end all of us and get to the center of these walls. But they saw that, and it's given them pause for something. Yeah. And I think it's probably easy enough to figure out Oh, well, hey, because, I mean, Armin, for sure, um, 
you know, since he knows that the female Titan has a person inside of it, he's probably thinking, well, since Aaron's the same exact way, she's probably trying to recruit him. Yeah. Or, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It all makes sense. Uh, so Aaron has stopped in the middle of the forest, putting his and everyone else's life in danger. Because keep in mind, there is someone chopping people down. And he's just shouting at Gunther. He's just shouting, which he also always calls him Mr. Gunther, which I thought was funny. Um, Respectful. He's a, he's a noob. <laughs> he keeps calling him Mr. Gunther, who, by the way, his neck is cracked and couldn't be clearly more dead. <laughs> and Aaron's just putting a whole stop on this whole road show to try and see if he's okay, I guess. Uh, I mean, I guess he's in shock, but... I mean, I mean Aaron, he just cannot handle his comrades well, forget about all the other tens of people he just saw die these past couple episodes this one is tougher because of all the good times we saw between aaron and gunther <laughs> remember that one time when gunther yeah. bit his hand they, such a good time that i'll remember it forever and uh aaron will too Thankfully, double stuff oreo comes and yells at him to get moving again because you just can't can't do this Eld Jin Baylor whoop whoop, decides that there is no time to reach the horses and they will head to the rest of the scout regiment. Because remember, he's in charge when Levi's gone. Or we cut quickly back over to Erwin, who is saying that since this attacker is clearly so much more advanced than Aaron, really just driving it in there, so much more advanced than Aaron. The complete novice. She could still have enough stamina to transform back into Titan form. Which, of course, happens immediately. Immediately. Everything Erwin says happens, I feel like, 0.2 seconds after he says it. Erwin <laughs> especially, but it also happens a lot in this show. Yeah, it does. Um, this time, Aaron wants to fight it. But he is ordered by Eld to escape while the rest of the squad takes care of it. Aaron, once again, doesn't want to let squad. them fight. Yeah, he doesn't want to let them fight his battles for him, but... In a similar moment to a couple episodes ago, decides to trust them and keeps moving forward because, you know, Petra and Double Stuff Warrior, they're all doing the whole card of, what, you don't think we can handle it? You don't trust us? So finally, you know, he gets back in that headspace he was just a few episodes ago right. and keeps on moving and says, good luck. Which, I always love a good luck, so. He yells it, too, because he's got to just yell it in the most enthusiastic way every time. You don't know good luck in Japanese? You just made that up. Nope. Uh, so the squad goes to engage, and they start off with the old bait and switch. This is a great move. Uh, it's won me many dodgeball tournaments when I used to play professionally. Yeah. You, you get the um, the one person to just lob one up. They think they got an easy catch. And you just drill them right in the dick. It helps when you're four foot eleven, like you are. Low to the ground, small target. Um, mm-hmm. I used to only weigh two thirty five back then, so I was a little slimmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they go with the old bait and switch because Eld goes in, puts on the air brakes, so lets loose a cloud of smoke, and from behind that, Petra and Oreo glide through, managing to slice through the Titan's eyes. Beautiful choreograph. I mean, well executed. Yeah. And just in the same, you know, fluid motions, they continue attacking its arms and shoulders until they become completely useless and fall to uh, her sides, and they're able to reach the neck. 
and Aaron does his best impression of Armin and thinks that he figured out the reason for them being able to fight so well together is that they just trust one another. Friend, the power of friendship. And the power of friendship and trust. It always pulls through in the end. Yeah. I mean, Armin is com- uh, coming up with complete logistical battle plans and uh, mysteries, and Aaron's just figuring out the true power of friendship. So they're right on the same <laughs> level at this point. Because of this, he knows he made the right choice to let them handle her as he keeps moving. (laughs) The right choice. But then he remembers Levi's words, which were basically, I'm just paraphrasing here, yeah, there basically isn't a right or wrong choice when it comes to trusting others because you just never know how things are going to work out. Which is kind of the same thing uh, we touched on last episode where the People are up in the trees, you know, saying, was this a bad choice by Erwin? And Armin's like, listen, it's easy to call it a bad choice after the fact, but you don't know how things are going to play. It's It lines up perfectly with life, too. You can trust your friends, your family, or in the end, you can just trust yourself. I love it when you get deep. Thank you. <laughs> uh, cue the sad music as Aaron looks back one more time to watch Eld attack the female titan's neck must are the female titan's neck muscles only to be caught by the female titan's mouth and bitten in half because both her eyes were gone and then (sighs) rip 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 that one hurt it's not getting any better hold on let's just get through it petra states that it should be impossible for the titan to see again in such short time when she notices the female titan prioritized one eye for faster healing which in show terms, was very well done because if you go back to when they were slicing and dicing the arms, you can see that she just has the one eye steaming. It's one of those great things that you would just never really catch the first time through, but either on a rewatch or if you think about it, you can tell because we know that steaming is how you know yep. they heal themselves, and she's just focusing it on in that one eye. And it took me like probably tenth or eleventh rewatch before I caught that. But you're diligent. That's what I like mm-hmm. about you. That's why we're only putting out so many episodes a week. We're really diving into these things. Um, the female Titan sprints towards Petra as Oreo frantically tells her to get it together. But Petra is too shocked by Eld's death. She looks up as she is crushed against a tree by the female Titan's foot. And oh my god, so much blood. Dude. Rip, rip, rip. I'm going to go ahead and say this, too. It's That's the best. I hate saying this. Best death in a, in a few episodes. Hey, weird fucking way to <laughs> phrase that one, Chadley. Don't know how to phrase it, but best death. Okay? Well, and I'm, I'm going to say this, too. I was, I was really coming along with Petra. I started to really like her. I loved her talks with Aaron. Yeah, well, you couldn't get Krista because she's kind of my girl, so Petra was a good second. Okay, whatever, but... Um, well, since you think think things are going so well over there, maybe you're getting excited for this next moment. I, on the other hand, am just trying to get through it. We see double-stuffed Oreo momentarily break at the sight of Petra's death, but he gets it back together and grapples onto the Titan's neck and swings at its nape. But his blades are shattered by the Titan's hardened skin. She then puts a swift and end how, to him. Well, how about that look? When he when he goes for that, his blade breaks. The look of her with her one eye is just terrifying. <sighs> yeah, it's it's horrifying. Uh, she puts a swift end to him with a roundhouse kick. Rip, oh, rip, God. rip. And now this is the best death 
in a couple <laughs> couple moments. That roundhouse kick is lethal. Um, I liken this, you know, he was our double stuffed Oreo. We loved him very much. This is basically the equivalent of when you twist the Oreo apart and you, you know, eat one part of the cookie that's, you know, it's like a a little warm-up for when you dunk the rest of it into the milk yeah. and get that cream. Wow. Um, don't know how I got into this Oreo conversation. Going to miss him. Great analogy. But that was a rough, like, 45 seconds of television viewing. Well, it- I-, I will say this, too. This, this show does it perfect. A lot of other shows, they always bring in the power of friendship, and they, they all band together, and the power of friendship prevails, and they defeat the enemy. And, well, right here, just... And they were kind oh. of guilty of this in um, an earlier episode, but, you know, a lot of times uh, in shows kind of like this, you know this is coming because they give a shit ton of character development just like 10 minutes before. Whereas we've met this uh, this whole crew, I mean, at this point, a few episodes now, and we get a little bit more of them, we see their you know history, we see them interact with each other, and to lose yeah. all three of them just like that... Instantly. Um... In my opinion, it warrants, you know, if we could have one of our patent-pending 10-second podcast moment of silence in respect of our Lost Squad members starting now. Yeah. Are you okay? Okay, thank you. Um, we'll continue on. Aaron, who at this point is pissed off, scared, and perhaps a little horny, wants to kill the Titan and transforms. Because, I mean, I don't know about you. If we, I mean, if you're into that kind of thing, uh, this probably worked for you. Did you have something to say? Yeah, he, I mean, he just wants to go Titan mode so he can get a piece of that ass. Is what I think. <laughs> 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 he, he lets out a roar that is heard by Mikasa and Levi, who both rush to Aaron's location. And that brings us to a calling card, which randomly is just about horses. <laughs> After that brutal scene, they're like, you know what, let's just throw some horse let's information Let's just let these it. people know about horses. <laughs> I'm also not mad at it, though. Me and you have kind of discussed this off mic. These horses are low-key the most underrated heroes of the series. Mm-hmm. They're provided to the scout regiment and are bred specifically for them. Uh, they have a height of about 160 centimeters, which I know we like to do this for the people in America. Since we're all dumb and don't understand the metric system, that's about 5 feet 2 inches, which... Wow, so that's just a little bit taller than you are. Well, yeah, I thought that was very interesting. It's about the same height as me. And then a weight of 450 to 500 kilograms, which goes out to about 1,100 pounds. And I thought that was really weird how that was about the same weight as I am as well. Uh, it's, it's almost like you could have been one of these horses, Ronnie. It's crazy. Well, here's where I fall apart. Because their speed ranges between 75 and 80 kilometers per hour, which uh, that comes up to about 50 miles per hour and last Whoa. time i ran a 40 i'm about at 39 yes yeah, so it's a few miles per hour off. i'm working on my time just we'll, we'll get it there we'll get it there and then i'll be able to be a uh, attack on titan horse <laughs> and these horses are about the only way they outrun these titans 
So we're out of the calling card. Aaron asks the female Titan, or ask, attacks the female Titan. She tries to avoid him by kicking Aaron because her arms have not healed yet. You can tell they're still hanging down at her mm-hmm. side. They're steaming. So she's, you know, doing a little bit of floating like a butterfly. Not much stinging like a bee no. at this point in time. Her body is stinging like a bee. We cut to Levi, who is zipping by bloody corpses of his squad members, and I can't stress enough how much he looks like he's getting ready to fall asleep. <laughs> this scene was uh, its one of those scenes where you're just like, you're like, oh, Levi is about to go ape shit. He's pissed off. And then you just see his face, and he's like, God, this is just so unfortunate. Just really completely uninterested. Yeah. And I don't mean to say, like, inside, I think he's really hurting. Mm-hmm. But he's just been, I think, hurt before, and he just puts up this wall, and we don't really get to see what's behind that wall. Well, you know, it's I just, also think this is interesting, too. I kind of caught this on probably the 17th, 18th rewatch, but it almost looks as if he's blocking out emotionally, and he's examining how each one of his squad mates died. Okay. Is what I'm, was I, what I'm thinking. I like that. Uh, meanwhile, the fight continues as Aaron manages to throw her down and mantle her. So we might have been right about that. I think we part. were. So it's at this point that I think Aaron has realized that the choice he thought was completely right a second ago to let his squad mates handle it was very wrong, and they probably could have used his help. Yeah, a little foreshadowing. Um, the episode before where Petra's like, thank you for trusting us, Aaron. I told you it would all work out. Yeah, that was very foreshadowing. (laughs) In a fit of rage, he throws punches at the female Titan, who just easily dodged these blows, causing him to completely shatter his arms. That was brutal animation. Dude, he is just fighting out of pure rage, and this other Titan knows what she's doing, and she's not having it. I mean, when he punches and his bones just tear through his arm, that was awesome. (laughs) <laughs> it was very awesome. Do you think that if uh, Aaron had transformed when Levi told him uh, a few episodes ago, like when to he said it was choice? up to him, yeah, yeah, uh, that they would have completed their goal of basically, you know, capturing this thing? It's tough to say, but I do think if Levi was there and it was Titan Aaron and Levi versus female Titan, well, which you had the other squad mates too, but I think all you need is Levi and Titan Aaron. Here's the thing, they would have had to get across to Aaron somehow that they needed to get her to the grappling hooks. Mm-hmm. Because I felt feel like even if it was just Aaron and Levi, like they were obviously going to have to have some way to restrain her. But here's another interesting question. Do you think Levi, deep down, wanted Aaron to transform? Dude, it's, it's so tough to say. I... I think he partly did, but he's I, I believe he's he's talking about his own he's thinking about his own words when he says that too. He doesn't know I think he truly doesn't know what's right either for Aaron to transform in that moment or for him to trust his squad. Okay, how but about I think he might have been leaning towards Aaron going Titan mode. I might be with you on that, but how about this? Do you agree with uh, this thing? If Levi Say Levi's thinking about it. He's putting himself in Aaron's shoes. He would have 100% transformed right then and there. Yeah, he would have. Because right. Levi's full of himself, and he knows how powerful he is, and he wouldn't have trusted his teammates. Just thought that was an interesting conversation. 
So Aaron slobbers all over the female Titan, and shocker, he promises that he will tear apart the female Titan piece by piece, dot, 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 as soon as his hands that he broke 30 <laughs> seconds ago heal back up. Because this time it's going to be different. <laughs> Oh my god, Aaron is such a bozo. <laughs> His tight I mean, this is hilarious at this point. His Titan body begins seizing up and twitching. Oh my gosh. He's so just fun. losing complete control. His mouth, what is going on with his mouth? It's moving all over the place. I mean, he just looks completely mental. Yeah, he, I mean... His state of mind is just not healthy whatsoever. <laughs> and around this time, the female Titan's injuries, they finish healing up, and she jumps into action. So they resume fighting with Aaron repeatedly swinging and missing. <laughs> I mean, until she delivers a hardened punch through Aaron's mouth. Ouchie. Which then Aaron has one of the coolest wait, wait, wait. moves. Would you, agree with, would you agree with my take? Ouchie. Yeah, I was going to say ouch, but ouchie sounds more right. What were you saying? I just wanted to make sure you were on the same page as me there. After ouchie, um, Aaron pulls off one of the coolest moves in the show, yeah. Yeah, he does take advantage of this and uppercuts the female titan hard enough to launch her into the air. When he slides his mouth through her fists, too, which is awesome. (laughs) I really liked it. They must have been practicing that back with old Commander Keith Sadies. Um or Captain Keith Sadies. Keith Sadies. Just call him Mr. Keith. Aaron charges at her only to ram into a tree, and at this point, this guy's just exhausted. He's. Yeah, he. he this guy just. No experience. Fighting he pure rage. Had too much adrenaline overload, and now he's yeah. just done. It's your first rule of boxing, bud. He, uh, he turns around, and the female Titan performs one of those classic roundhouse kicks. That ends up taking his hand, a tree, and, oh, almost his entire head. Or his entire head. Yeah, pretty much his entire head. (laughs) I mean, I won't say almost. He just took his entire head. Just decapitated him with one kick. She proceeds to bite Aaron's human form out of his titan body. How about the when she opens her mouth? The widest mouth I've ever seen. Aaron's kind of done this before, too, where they just, just really... Like, they unhook their jaw and just go for it. Sure, it kind of turned them on, seeing how wide she opened that thing. Snake-like. Yeah. Um, Mikasa arrives just in time to see Aaron getting absolutely devoured by the female titan, who begins to just run away. And she's just jealous that she wasn't able to devour him. (laughs) (laughs) Mikasa, who is actually somewhat useful in her fit of rage, begins chasing the female titan, repeatedly slashing all over its body in attempts to get uh, Aaron back. But the, uh, the female titan is still too good at hardening up and protecting that nape. She hardens up the hands. Mikasa can't get to him. I mean, Mikasa, she's doing some damage here. You know, she gets it to the ground and slicing and dicing, but it's just, you gotta get to that nape or else it's all pointless. Yep, regen. And suddenly Levi swoops in. He grabs Mikasa and tells her to maintain a certain distance because she, uh, the Titan, that is, is tiring out. I mean, she's been putting in some work these past couple minutes. <laughs> and then he asks her, hey, so is Aaron dead? And Mikasa just sad face. She's not sad. 
<laughs> Ronnie. And that's the end of the episode. I've got a couple follow-up questions here. That Let's hear it. So you know I'm an Elgin fanboy. Yep. I am of the opinion that he knew he was getting ready to fight until he died, while the other two just had so much faith in their abilities they thought they were going to be. Just the way he talked to Aaron, I felt like he knew that you know his mission was to keep Aaron safe and to try and deal with this thing. But To me, he was so much more calm, collected, and just a cooler. He's a cooler dude than both yeah. uh, Oreo and Petra. Um, yeah, I, I do think he kind of knew. He either knew he was going to die or it was he was going to be severely injured. Yeah, I just think, you know, while Petra and Oreo might be good fighters, I feel like, you know, Eld was put in charge for a reason. I think he's just more wise, and he, you know, he definitely thinks highly of his abilities, but he also is not stupid. He's definitely assessing the situation much better, even the Irwin situation. He he called out there being a traitor before Petra or Oreo even mentioned it. So, And the people love it when we get real, so I also wanted to throw this one in here. I remember this was one of the big talking points we had when I first uh, originally watched the episode. I just thought it was really well done how they kept developing this narrative over the past couple episodes that, you know, Aaron just needs to trust his teammates. You know, he just got to, he's got to give up control and trust his teammates when in reality they had too much confidence in themselves and really he could have helped. Yeah, it's, it's almost, it's not laughable. It's kind of, it's kind of sad and depressing that. They were hammering that in him the whole time when really, as stubborn as he is, he was the best option and answer to fight right. this thing. It's just, you know, that episode of the flashbacks, you know, the entire episode is seeing if we can get Aaron to this point where he just, he trusts in these teammates. But the whole thing that they didn't realize is, you know, Aaron is very important, but at the same time, he's a teammate. He needs to help you guys. And in the end, it's probably what caused them all to die. And this... For future events, you never know. Aaron trusting teammates might... That might not happen much more after what just happened. Right. Yeah. He uh, probably learned a lesson here and is mm-hmm. going to be... It wouldn't surprise me if he's more involved going forward. But and The parallel between him and Levi, at they're both... Very, well, Aaron's kind of just got lucky that he has this Titan ability, but him and Levi are both very strong. And they're probably going to be doing a lot of just trusting themselves from this point on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the true, too. It'll be interesting to see where Levi is after this episode because even though he looks like he was taking a nap through the trees, I think he's probably roughed up a bit as mm-hmm. you know they did those slow pans and just the dead bodies. And, oh, Petra was so rough. How her back oh, was just bent, dude. staring he, up at the sky. And he went on but that limb right above her. of course, thought that was so great. Well, it was the best death, yes. But when he landed on that limb above her and is just looking down at her broken neck, staring up at uh, her, just brutal. Anyway, I, did you? Uh, this is your favorite episode of season one. Do you have anything else to add? Uh, it's depressing as those deaths were. Just the way the female Titan just pummeled them was just badass. Right. And I mean, just so badass. How incompetent Aaron was, really is. Yeah. And you just don't, this is, it's so unique seeing something like this. You don't see any other shows with deaths like that. Like, having a giant pretty much just kick the shit out of small. It's rough, (laughs) yeah. That's why, you know, 
we're not afraid to say dirty words on this podcast because if you're, well, I mean, this show's brutal for animation. So, mm-hmm. um, but anyway, you know, if you got any feedback, send it on over to the podcast chronicles at gmail.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Listen to the pod on there. I know a lot of podcast listening is on YouTube. <laughs> no, none of it's on YouTube. Keep, uh, keep being like, the rest of the 99.5% of the world and listening on podcast apps and we'll catch you next time i'm chad i'm ronnie peace